The LifeSpring family of podcasts is brought to you in part by AMD Live. AMD Live brings digital entertainment to life. LifeSpring Hymn Stories number 33, To God Be the Glory, written in 1875. Hello and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Steve Webb, your host. Occasionally, a hymn drops into the furrows of history to be buried and forgotten a while, only to later spring to life for future generations. That's what happened with Fanny Crosby's To God Be the Glory. It first appeared in Brightest and Best, a little volume of hymns published in 1875 by William Doan and Robert Lowry. This small hymnal proved to be a treasure trove, introducing such classics as Christ Alone, All the Way My Savior Leads Me, Savior More Than Life to Me, I Am Thine, O Lord, Rescue the Perishing, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross, and this one, Praise for Redemption, as it was originally called. As it turned out, Praise for Redemption wasn't much of a hit. It wasn't widely sung nor included in many hymnals. It just lay hidden for 80 years. In 1954, Billy Graham was planning an evangelistic crusade at London's Herringay Arena. As Cliff Barrows, music director for the Graham team, was compiling hymns for the Greater London Crusade songbook, Reverend Frank Colquhoun, a prolific British preacher at Norwich Cathedral and a great lover of hymns, approached him. Colquhoun gave Barrows a copy of Praise for Redemption, with its exuberant chorus which says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Though unfamiliar with the hymn, Barrows decided to use it anyway. Meanwhile, problems were mounting for Graham. The British press was critical of the young evangelist, and an Anglican bishop predicted he would return to America with his tail between his legs. Funds were short, forcing the Graham team to take pay cuts. A member of Parliament threatened a challenge in the House of Commons, accusing Graham of interfering in British politics under the guise of religion. Friends in high places were advising Graham to cancel or postpone the meetings. Graham, who was shaken, dropped to his knees repeatedly, beseeching help from heaven. As it turned out, Herringay Arena was packed for three months, and the crusade sparked a sense of revival across Great Britain. To God Be the Glory seemed a fitting theme. Fanny Crosby's old hymn was sung almost every night in Herringay, launching it into worldwide popularity as one of Christianity's favorite hymns.
Again, my thanks go to Robert J. Morgan, author of the books Then Sings My Soul, Volumes 1 and 2, from which this podcast is based. And thank you to James Morrison, whose music we use today from the James Morrison Gospel Collection. And I don't want to forget you for joining me as we look at the backgrounds of some of our favorite hymns. I'm Steve Webb. Until next time, God bless you. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight.